Let's get it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Let's get it. Let's get it. Uh huh. Rock and Royal. Uh uh. Rock and Navy. Uh uh. Know y'all with me. Uh. Let's get it, baby. Uh. Rock and Royal. Uh. Rock and Navy. Uh. Know you with me. Welcome. Another edition of the Cougar Beat Podcast on KSL.com, presented by Coo Connect. You guys know the drill by now. You hear the Cody Epps beat, the Malik Moore beat, uh, Rock and Royal, available on iTunes. Go buy it. Support those athletes. Um, but I'm not here with Cody or Malik or any of the other football players that you guys are used to right now. I'm joined by a future BYU athlete, I think it's fair to say, um, the best recruit in Cougar Town right now. Um, I'm just going to go go ahead and say it. A couple of football players are going to get mad at me, but that's all right. Um, uh, they can call me when they're a top 40 recruit nationally by ESPN. Um, but Amari Whiting, Tinview High Guard, um, point guard, four-star recruit, BYU women's basketball commit former Oregon commit. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, but Amari, thank you for joining me for a couple of minutes to uh, talk about your career. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, Amari Whiting, if you guys recognize that last name, uh, that she is the daughter of BYU Women's Basketball head coach Amber Whiting, so we will get that out in front. Um, she's one of the four best Whitings I know I like to joke about. So <laughs> she, she might be number one, she might be number four, wherever she is, she's rising very quickly. Oh, I'm one. I'm one. <laughs> That's right. Well, maybe two behind Steph. <laughs> oh, maybe. May, maybe number two behind Steph Whiting, that's her dog. Um, you can't compete with Steph, though. Yeah, I no, mean, no. come on. I mean, his name's after Steph Curry, so. That's true, that's I'll true. I'll let him have it. Uh, but Amari, thanks for, thanks for sitting down with me for a couple minutes, and I mean sit down, because... Uh, it's, it's been a tough couple of weeks. The, uh, on the YouTube video, you guys can find this over the YouTube channel, uh, if you're listening on the podcast, but you can see Amari sitting down with me with a big old honking piece of metal on her leg. Um, that looks fun to have. Uh, you just barely had a very interesting experience a couple weeks ago. So let's, let's start right there. Let's, let's talk about this knee injury, kind of how it happened and, and, and when it happened, and sort of what it means for you and your career, I guess, a little bit. Do you remember sort of the moment that it happened, I guess? Yeah, so Or are you I, blocking it out entirely? No, no, I remember it. Haunts me. Just kidding. But I was on my official vis- visit at, here at BYU, and um, we were playing pickup, and I was doing pretty good. I'm, I got a steal, went to go lay it up, and I landed on a foot and heard a pop. And I've never had, like, a serious injury before, so in my head I was just getting back up. And then um, it actually really, really hurt, and I remember I was just screaming because I was so, like, just scared of it. And um, my dad, me and my dad came over and was like, let's go, get up, like, <laughs> trying to help me up. And then I just, they just laid me down, took me into the training room, um, took a look at it, and Jeff um, told me that he thought it was my ACL. And then I was like, no way, like, it's not, like, I just didn't yeah. believe him. I was like, whatever. My, even my mom asked, well, how many times, like, how many times are you wrong? <laughs> so, like, we all didn't believe it. And then um, I went and got an MRI, 
And then the doctor checked me out as well. And he told me that he thought it was my ACL. And before I even went over, um, I got a blessing actually by my dad and Jeff. And um, when they gave me the blessing, I just knew that it was torn. And so I was just in my head preparing for that, just trying to like prepare myself for like the MRI, what the doctor was about to tell me. Um, and so when he told me that, and he said it was nine months, obviously I was just devastated. Yeah. Um, I remember going home and just laying in my bed, like, just so, like, mad and frustrated. Mm -hmm. And my mom actually came in, and so did my dad, and they were just talking about all the positives, about how this is, like, a pretty good time to, like, if it had to happen, like, happen now, because I'll be back for my uh, freshman season. Um, uh, plenty of time to rehab before my first game and uh, my mom told me she's like okay I'm gonna give you five minutes you get a shower you get to let it all out for five minutes then after that we're moving on so I let it out and then came out of the shower and it's time to work so I mean it definitely sucks I mean right now I'm just working on getting healthy um, I'm trying to stay around Tempe as much as I can and just be around the girls and support them through their season, but also um, be here and just learn and be a student of the game, like as I'm able to watch these girls practice, like plays. Um, they signed me up for a couple classes starting January so I can get ahead of school. Um, so yeah, that's my plans. So, so this injury, um, I mean, it's, it's never good to get injured. A, a torn ACL is, is, it's never a good thing. And I hate injuries. I've been around injuries my entire life. They never get easier. Uh, but in a lot of ways, this did expedite kind of your, your college admissions process, I guess. Yeah. In a lot of ways, you're going to enroll in January um, and just kind of continue rehabbing here in Provo at BYU with, I mean, I'm assuming as an enrolled student, uh, committed to the basketball program that'll also give you full access to kind of their sports medicine staff and their rehab facilities and everything as well. Have you guys kind of talked about that some? Yeah, so that was one of uh, the big factors of deciding to graduate me early because um, I feel like if I wasn't playing basketball, like I wanted to focus and spend all my time on my knee. Um, and at the end of the day, I'll be here by the time I'm like supposed to get cleared. And so I was like, I might as well just be here. So when like Jeff can watch my process and sure. he can clear me and I'll just have access to everything here. You just have to take like American Heritage or English 205 or something <laughs> yeah. in the process. Yeah. 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 Um, what, uh, do you already have any classes picked out for your first semester of BYU or? Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing American Heritage. You are doing American Heritage, yeah. so I guess right. <laughs> That's the freshman special, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing that. I think I'm doing, um, I have a religion class. Um, there's one that's like living the good life, like just, okay. I don't know, we'll okay. see, but. And then whatever the athletic department tells you, cause you will be a student athlete as yeah. well. And yeah. yeah, don't, don't fight with them. That's my first word of advice as an incoming freshman. Don't fight with the athletic <laughs> department too much. Yeah. Uh, pick your major, pick what you want to study, but also they're going to give you a lot of help. Take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. Um, when you did go down and I'm not going to ask you to rank them or compare them or anything. That's that's not fair. 
obviously the injury was painful personally, physically, uh, literally. Um, was it a little bit more painful because of what it meant for your senior year? I'm going to be totally honest. You guys had a stacked roster at Tenfew coming yeah. into this year. Um, did that make it maybe a little bit worse, kind of thinking about that team, not just your future team, but that team? It definitely did because when I first moved to Tim, like moved here and enrolled in Timview, I didn't know a lot of people, and I became like really, really close to my basketball girls, and um, so we and like just playing open gym, um, doing skills. We have conditioning class. All of us are running a whole hour um, together. Like I feel like we just bonded a ton, and so those relationships were actually like getting stronger and I just felt like we would be doing really well this year um so yeah when it happened I was really um just kind of looking at both of that because I didn't know how I could tell coach Steed um I didn't really want to tell my girls um but I mean they were very supportive about it and like they come and visit all the time um coach has done this three times so she's given me a lot of advice, but... Lizzie, was... you've got a really good coach, for Haley Halsey, former BYU guard, who, who went through, I believe went through Tornies Yale in both knees, yeah. I think. So, yeah, yeah. so she, she can kind of help guide you a little bit through the rehab process. So. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I would say that's what kind of pained me the most is, like, I feel like it was super hard to, like, move down here my senior year, um, like, switch colleges, do all this, and then I was finally getting, like, happy, excited, and then this happened, and so it was really, like, um, like, it rocked my world, yeah. but, I mean, I have a lot of great support, great love, and so, Tim Few, obviously, it's sad that I don't get to play, but I'll be right there on the bench with them. Yeah, I love it, and I, I love to hear that, too, um, because you are, I mean, that, that is quite a bit of adversity for a teenager to face. Um, getting uprooted, transferring schools before your senior year, uh, not being able to go to senior prom with, you know, the kids that you grew up with in Pearly, Idaho, because your mom got this unbelievable opportunity, obviously. Uh, you finally get over that. You're excited for your senior year of basketball. You've got this incredible team, and now this happens. What have the last couple of weeks kind of taught you through that adversity? What sort of, you know, the number one or two things that you kind of learned going through that? Um, I would say at first I didn't know who I was without basketball. And so when I wasn't playing basketball, I just didn't feel like important. I didn't feel like I was like myself. Um, and so when I wasn't playing, I just kind of learned like, okay, I can do other things. Like I'm still me. I can like still be just as important. Um, there's, I wouldn't say more important things yeah. in life than basketball, but there's other pretty important things. Um, but also just to like be fearless because I mean, at first when like I got my surgery, um, they told me t I needed to start walking, like I could walk without crutches, um, to like move it around. I was super like scared and nervous and like even today, today is my first day getting on a bike and I just was like, uh, like holding myself back because I was just so nervous to do anything with that. I didn't want to make it worse. Mm -hmm. um, and then 
they just told me, they're like, okay, you can't do anything else to hurt it worse, so just keep going, you got it, so, like, I mean, I just needed to believe in myself the same way I believe in myself on the court, and so, I would say those are two things I learned. I love that, I love that, because um, you're not only a great basketball player and a uh, really down-to-earth uh, teenage girl, seriously, one of the more down-to-earth teenagers that that I've been around. So shout out, props to your parents for raising you, right? Um, we'll credit mostly your mom, not your dad for that. <laughs> um, but uh, one of the, um, I, I, I love that so much because one of the things that um, kind of drew me in about your story is you're also like a part-time Instagram model. Uh, <laughs> that was a joke, that was a joke. Um, but her Instagram is fire. And around the time of this injury, you posted something on, on Instagram where you said, I'm not playing basketball in this one. Posted yeah. a, a couple of photos there. And then about a month later, right before you kind of went public with this injury, uh, you posted you posted a pic that just said grateful. What is what is kind of this, I guess this last month or so, this experience, this injury and everything, taught you about gratitude? Um... I would say just be thankful for, the, like, grateful for the little things. Um, obviously, I love basketball, and it was taken away from me so fast, and I just was super devastated by it. But um, one of the key moments, actually, um, so before our state championship game, um, my dad was giving me, like, a like pep talk before my game. And I remember he pulled me into a hug, kissed my forehead, and said, like, some other things, but ended with, I'm with you every step of the way. And then, um, before my surgery, um, we were just saying goodbyes before I went in. And he pulled me in, gave me a kiss on the head, said stuff, and then ended with, I'm with you every step of the way. And at first I thought it was just, like, my dad being cute, you know. But, um, <laughs> sorry, as I was praying one night, I realized that that was my Heavenly Father talking to me. And honestly, this has been super hard, but when I posted that, um, it's because I came to the realization that I was just so grateful that He had such a helping hand in my life. Yeah. And I know that everything happens for a reason. Um, obviously, I don't know mine yet, but I'm pretty sure I'll figure it out soon. Yeah. Um, and so I was just very grateful because at the time when I felt the lowest and I couldn't feel him in my life, he gave me the biggest confirmation ever. And so that's where the post came from, and so yeah. I was just so grateful. But That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, that, that's awesome. So... Karen Whiting, he was a pretty good basketball player, but an even better father. Um, that's awesome. Uh, let's move a little bit forward because we, we talked about your future plans. You're planning on enrolling in BYU uh, next semester, so in, in January. Um, what was it about BYU? Because you did go through a very, a very public switch. You were committed to Oregon, um, and then your mom got the job at BYU. You didn't decommit right away. You kind of thought about it for a long time uh, and then finally committed to BYU, to your mom, to the Big 12 future. 
what was it in that time that made you sort of rethink your decision, I guess, and think that BYU was the right place for you? Um, at first, it was def I didn't want to switch at all because I loved Kelly. Um, I loved Oregon. That was been my dream school. Um, and so I was set on going to Oregon. And then um, I slowly realized when my mom, my mom got to coach me one final um, AAU tournament and then the rest was with my dad. And um, at the end of the AAU season, I kind of realized like, dang, I kind of miss my mom coaching me. <laughs> and uh, not saying my dad didn't do good, but... Great father, great was, father, again, great father. <laughs> I was missing my mom a little bit. And so um, I realized that. And then um, as I was kind of thinking about it, I just, my mom changed everything that I didn't like. And obviously BYU is in my top six. Um, but she came in here and, and everything that she put in everything that she changed which is like it's something everything I just loved mm -hmm. and so um and even when I thought about my mom coaching other girls and these girls getting to um be under her made me a little bit jealous yeah and so I just realized I was like I'm not letting my mom go into the big 12 alone like it's always been the duo I was like, so, might as well finish it out, so. You might as well finish it out together. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Well, as somebody, because I know a lot of BYU fans are, are looking forward to your mom to coach Whiting's first year with the women's basketball program, as somebody who's played in a Coach Whiting system, what does Amber Whiting basketball look like? Can you give us a little bit of a tease to oh, I can maybe give it some to. things of what, what BYU <laughs> fans can look forward to? Uh, yes, um, be prepared to see a lot of defensive stops, and if there isn't defensive stops, a timeout will be called. Um, my mom is very defense first, and I love it because like at Burley, we weren't very offense dominant mm -hmm. any of my years I was there. Um, and what made us so successful is that we were able to get so many defensive stops. Like, we were a defensive first team. Um, we even set the state record for at least points scored in the game. Yeah. So, like, we stayed in tough games because we just bought in on defense. Um, I would say that. And also, she's very um, – she's like a person that you're wanting to, like, lay it all out on the court for. So, like, any girl that's on the court is going to give you 110% and just give you all you have because coach asked you, asked for it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I would just say that the girls are obviously going to fight every time they're on the court, and they're going to be playing some defense. So. so, everything you just said is what I see in you when you play. Like, are you a product of the Coach Whiting system? I mean... I would say so, but... Like, I see your highlights online. <laughs> like, shout out to, like, uh, Hoop Hype and Hoop Girls and, and, uh, and uh, all of those, all of the, the other, the AAU and prep basketball circuit, posting all the videos uh, online. Everybody always, like, goes crazy over some of the stuff that you do offensively. The stuff that stands out about, like, when I watch you play is your defense. Like, you really... Uh, you're kind of a bulldog out there. Like you take you take pride in defending almost. Yeah. Is that is that true? Yeah, and it's definitely for my mom. I mean, she's like taught me like when stuff isn't happening on offense, like you can still do something on defense. And so, and I mean, I grew up in Italy, obviously, and I played on an all boys team, 
And my offensive side didn't come until way later because even when we moved to the States, um, I was playing three years up, two years up, and I just couldn't like hang with the older girls offensively. Sure. But defensively, I was just a small, quick little girl that I was just wanting to like stay on the court, so I knew that I had to fight and play defense. And my mom obviously coached me, and she told me that. She was like, if you want to stay on the court, then you better buy all in and work your butt off on defense. And so that's how we got it. <laughs> and, and the rest is history. I they guess. Say. <laughs> um, well, let's, Amari, thanks so much again for joining me uh, here on the show, going over your story, um, the injury, obviously, so tough. But I can tell, like, you're a really strong uh, young woman, and you're handling it extremely well, so... Thank I just got to give you props, I guess, before we get out of here. Thank uh, you. I want to get out of here on a little bit of a lighter, happier note, looking forward to the future, to your future with BYU uh, and the Big 12. Um, you touched on this a little bit, but how big of a deal was kind of that Big 12 membership for your recruitment, for your parents to uproot their lives and, and take this job? And, and what are you kind of expecting out of BYU and its soon-to-be, I guess, new conference affiliation in I'm just going to say it probably biasly, but one of the best basketball conferences in America. Um, I'm super excited about the Big 12. I mean, I one of the key reasons I committed Oregon is because like Pac-12 is a really good conference, and I wanted to play against harder competition. Um, so knowing that BYU was going to be in the Big 12, I was super excited because like every night you're going to have to like play someone big. You're going to have to step up, and so... I'm super excited. I think BYU is ready for it. I think this is a good change, a big change. And I don't know, I think four years of it is going to be really fun. So. Yeah. And the face of BYU women's basketball in the Big 12, Amari White. <laughs> uh, thanks again for joining me here on the Cougar Bee Podcast. I really do appreciate it. Uh, subscribe on YouTube if you guys are watching it. Um, Amari's got a much better face for YouTube. Let's get it. That's why I'm not on it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's, that's Let's get it. Uh, she can <laughs> Let's get it. Thanks for joining me, though. Since the 1980s, strength staff keep us working, yeah, we never...